catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, February 1st. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. The need for superintendents of public schools in the state of Florida is on the rise. Leaders of whole school districts, being in one of these positions is no easy task. I spoke with WUSF's Bailey Lefevre about ongoing searches in the state. Here's Bailey. So right now in Pinellas County, we're looking for our next superintendent as our current superintendent leaves this summer, which got me thinking about how difficult being in education's highest job or public education's highest job um, has been over the past few years. It's not only is it dealing with pandemic-related stressors like lockdowns, the shift to online learning, mass in classrooms, et cetera. Um, but we've really entered this culture of increasingly volatile school board meetings that has only seemed to get worse um, as time has gone on. So um, I wanted to pull back a little bit and talk with someone who has a broader lens on the situation across the country. And he really said, you know, this, this is an incredibly difficult time to be a superintendent and searching for your next one might be a difficult task. What were your initial thoughts when you saw all those superintendent vacancies? I guess that it would be challenging to fill multiple different spots. It's, it's a challenging job. You, you have to have you know, experience in the education field, a good background, you know, be able to really fit the bill to even qualify to have one of these jobs. So I just imagined that it would be difficult to find so many. Do you feel that technology has played a role in the increasingly volatile school board meetings? I'm not sure about that. It's not something that I've really explored, but I do think that we live in a culture that is online all the time. And that can be a really toxic place to be. And over the pandemic, we've, we've grown even more online. So I would imagine that that's making communication more difficult. You're not interacting with your principal or your child's teacher in person. You're just seeing this news, you know, on Facebook, whatever platform, an email, and you're having kind of this um, impersonal reaction to your school's decisions, which I would imagine is not an easy thing to tackle as a superintendent. Based on your reporting, do you feel that superintendent vacancies will be an issue for the foreseeable future? I think so. It seems to be a growing issue. At least that's what uh, my source with the Superintendents Association um, kind of expanded on. There's been a mass exodus of people just from the education field in general. Um, from teachers, we're seeing huge staffing shortages across the state to just bus drivers and everyone else who works at schools, not just superintendents. So I think this is a problem that's here to stay, at least for now. What should parents with children in public schools take away from your story? I guess just how challenging it is to actually lead a district. Um, you're really weighing both the needs of every single child in your community with the teachers that you have to keep safe and and paid well and the bus drivers who um, have to shift their schedules so that you can you know cover for staffing shortages I think they just have a lot on their plate and just to remember that
That was WUFT's Bailey Lefevre speaking on the increasing need for superintendents around the Sunshine State. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Santa Fe College is slated to finish the construction of Blunt Hall, an expansion of the campus located in downtown Gainesville, reports the Independent Alligator. The building will feature everything a college student needs from the first day of class to graduation, the college says. Santa Fe also reports the building is designed to be environmentally friendly and will achieve a Leadership in Energy and Environmental Development, or LEAD, silver certification. Construction on the $36.5 million building is expected to be complete by the end of spring semester and will be open to students and faculty shortly after. The Florida Department of Health says it is experiencing an increase of COVID-19 patients with long-term effects from the virus. Side effects such as brain fog, fatigue, and anosmia, the loss of smell, have been reported. Long-term effects of the virus are affecting both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. A neo-Nazi gathering held in Orlando over the weekend is drawing the ire of Florida politicians on both sides of the aisle. According to WMFE, the group of 15 to 20 people yelled anti-Semitic slurs and engaged a motorist passing by at the time. Democrats called on Governor Ron DeSantis to condemn the attack following a tweet by the governor's press secretary that claimed the neo-Nazi group were Democratic staffers. In response, the governor accused state Democrats of trying to smear his reputation. The sole survivor of a capsized boat says at least 15 other people drowned while trying to hold on to the overturned craft. Juan Esteban Montoya Caicedo clung to the 25-foot vessel for two days before being rescued last Tuesday, reports the Associated Press. Montoya Caicedo had been part of a group of migrants seeking to reach the United States by boat. Among the group was Montoya Caicedo's sister, who has not been found. The FBI is remembering two of its agents who were killed in the line of duty last year in Sunrise, the Miami Herald reports. FBI Special Agents Lawrence Schwarzenberger of Colorado and Dan Alfin of New York were executing a search warrant in a Sunrise apartment when the owner of the apartment fired on the agents with an automatic rifle before turning the weapon on himself. The execution of the warrant has drawn the criticism of local law enforcement agents who claim a SWAT team was necessary.